Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Clark. You know, it's been a long day. <laughs> Especially, you know, we've been fighting a cold. You just want to tell somebody to hold you. always reminds me of the wedding singer for some reason. Yes. My dad fell asleep in the theater when we saw the wedding singer. No, that's one of my favorite Sandler movies. Oh, it's so good. It's adorable. And it holds up pretty well. It does. It does. I just remember dad falling asleep in the theater and every time he came to, there was a song playing and he'd be like, oh, that's the Thompson Twins. And then he'd nod back out. (laughs) I've told this story on Kiss. thinks every band from the 80s is the Thompson Twins. See, but there are some things you're... By the way, folks, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me this evening, Emily Hayes. How are you doing, Emily? I'm not going to lie to you, Joey. I'm a little tired. A little tired? But it's okay. You were just, you know, hanging out with fiancé in here. Oh, well, he came to say goodbye yesterday. Yeah, and you were just, like, hugging him. Like, hold me. I do. I just, I like, I do like to cuddle. Yeah, that's fine. I'm a cuddler. That's fine. That's encouraged, in fact. Um, And he has, like, major uh, brownie points with me right now. I mean, he's always good and fine and excellent, but... I I had just a standard desk in my office, and it wasn't a bad desk. There was nothing wrong with that desk. That desk was perfectly fine. However, before that space, it was a little tight. Yeah, it was a bit much. Um, And there was like a whole left side, like if I had had an... That's what I said to him one day. I was like, if I had an L desk, I could set up production stuff on that side that's on the back wall Mm -hmm. and then I could have a desk for the writing I write a lot for my job so so he didn't go buy you an old desk he built me a desk he built you a desk because he's amazing he's good with his hands he's good with wood folks yeah and he's also he's also um, I see why you're marrying him he's a good listener he's a good listener he helps people out and he's again good with his hands and woodworking yeah. What more could you want? And he makes pancakes. He makes pancakes? He like, makes amazing pancakes. Does he ever... Are these like straight up pancakes? Or like he's blueberry got, or chocolate no, chip? No, he's got... Or, well, I don't like chocolate, so of right. course not chocolate chip. I'm sorry I mentioned it It's then. okay. Yeah, it's, no, you just made a face. I felt like I was under duress here. No, no. Like you're going to jump across the desk and punch me. Absolutely not. My uh, punch me. It's my show. I know. So I told Greg. <laughs> I was like, it's Joey's show. It's whatever Joey wants to do. Um... No, Rusty Aldridge ran into fiance mm-hmm. at the Walmart. Yeah. And commented on how less violent I seemed to be. 
now that I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's a true story. I was like, dang, I was awfully violent to Jay. And then Jay said something rude the other day, and I hit him, but not as hard as I used to. Right, that's what love does. It mellows you out. I haven't hit him in a long time. Right, unless you have to fight for love, and then you might get ugly. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about when the stakes are higher. It's like, yeah. ooh, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. Yeah. But uh, that's what I was mentioning to you. Oh, fair. Not about love, mm-hmm. but I was a little angry earlier today. You're fired up about something. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, my gears are more than grinded. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you have frosty pajamas? Uh, it's more than frosty. Oh, my lands, Joey. Yeah. What has happened oh, to you? So, you know, it's been like probably going on three years now that I've gotten a haircut. Yeah. Yeah, when you grow long hair, especially as a guy, go through that awkward phase for about a year. <laughs> and you just look like a... Like a homeless man. I mean, your picture on the wall downstairs, yeah. who is that kid? Exactly. That is not Joey Clark. Who is that baby-faced that, bum? That's not the Joey Clark I knew. That bum-faced fool. With that, you know, cool early 2000s scarf. Yeah, I still have that scarf. Don't you knock the scarf. I'm not knocking the scarf. When the winter comes scarf. back, I'm going to be rocking the scarf do again, it, all right? Do it. I have an assortment no, of No, I'm hearing a little bit see. of... You have an assortment of scarves? Yes. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to take out my anger on you, because it's, it's not about the scarf. It is about the hair, though. What happened? I thought at first I was being played. Like when you share a an article, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is outrageous. Then it turns out it's a satirical site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like straight up fake news with the funny kind. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how, like em- the onion. how embarrassing. I shared an Onion article or a Babylon Bee article, mm-hmm. and it's actually satire, and I took it seriously. How foolish of me. At first, I thought that's what happened to me. I didn't share anything, but I thought I saw a story. Did you get duped? No, I thought because it was shared by a page called Fake Outrage. And I'm like, let's not be outraged, Joe. The, the page is Fake Outrage. Yeah. So it can't be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it bothered me so much that I uh, I looked it up. Went to the old Google machine mm-hmm. and even my Amazon app. It's real. What did this? Yeah, it say? makes me hate the millennial generation. Oh uh, well, I don't. I don't. Because they want things without earning it, Emily. I know. They want things without earning it. Listen, this is my fight every morning with Greg and Rich, and sometimes Jay. Is they they say that I'm a millennial and that I just need to accept it, and I can't accept something that I'm not. So I'm going to borrow a term of theirs. I don't identify as a millennial. Well, actually, we're. I think we're both technically old millennials. Is that the zenial thing? Or yeah, whatever? yeah. Because like we remember the times before you know true computers. They say it's around. like the analog childhood and right. the digital adult landscape. I don't know. Exactly. Anyway, what upset you? You've you've painted that millennials. Have not earned a damn thing, and yet they want the final product. They don't want to bake the cake, but they want to eat the cake. And when it comes to hair, oh. especially when you're a dude, you better take the time to grow it out before you put on a freaking man bun. But no, there before my eyes on my little iPhone screen were clip on man buns <gasps> for $9.99. No! Terrible! Oh my lands! Clip-on man buns? Seriously, people? 
had these little these men with normal, you know, that southern boy kind of the bangs flowing hairstyle, mm-hmm. and then pulling their hair up and showing a little rat tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went through the rat tail phase. Everybody has. And then they just strap on a stupid elastic man bun on top. Like the freaking Princess Leia. <laughs> oh. It's like you can't fake it, folks. You cannot fake it. But you know, women have access to to fake hair. No, I mean, it's I was just about to say. it's wrong. It's wrong. You need to earn it. I spent three good years growing out this hair, and now I can put up a legitimate man bun. But do I ever put it up high and tight? No, because it looks stupid. Number one. Yes. That's why it's low and messy. Well, I'll tell you now. I think it's uh, fair to say that we do recognize that not all people have the capability to to grow lots of hair. Or maybe they've gone through reasons for, for hair loss. Boo hoo! But I'm just I'm saying. Boo hoo! If you've got a receding hairline, own it. That's my advice. Well, yeah, yeah. Bald is beautiful. I just went through this with a friend. In fact, the guy whose bachelor party I went to a couple oh. weekends ago. He was he was very thin. He was thinning in high school, mm-hmm. and we convinced him before the bachelor party. I don't know how much his fiance likes it. Oh, but uh, shave that bad boy, buddy. Like if you've got that's my opinion. Yeah. If you are really thin up top, don't do the fryer tuck. <laughs> God, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. you just get the bald spot yeah. on top. <laughs> don't do the comb over. No, no. Shave it. You, maybe you don't want to go all the way Mr. Clean because you don't want to have the upkeep where you're shaving it twice a day. But at least cut it close. It's yeah. much better looking instead of these wisps of hair. The wisps thing. I, you know, I understand that. And it's funny that you bring up fiancés and hair and things like that because um, my fiancé got his hair cut last week. Yeah. And with that comes the beard trim because mm-hmm. Ashley Conway is amazing. And um, yes, yes, she is. And so, you know, we had the discussion of like leading up to it. It was, babe, do you want to go shorter with it just mm-hmm. to see what it would look like? Because you know, if we go shorter with it now and you don't like it, then you know, come wedding time, you'll have you know, time to get it grown back out to the length that you like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what we, uh, what he ultimately decided was to keep it as is. It it did need a trim because, you know, if you're going to have facial hair, you've got to keep that up. It doesn't, you know, that's another battle I'm fighting at the moment. Unruly. I'm unhappy with my facial hair. Well, unruly stuff works for some folks, but for the majority of people, if you're going to have a longer beard like Mm -hmm. he does, like yours is close to your face. It's not long and bushy or anything like that. I keep it that way because it comes in scraggly. It's not thick like I want it yet. Well, so just... I mean, I can grow a mean soul patch. I've talked about this many a time. But yeah, but it's not 2001 anymore. I know. What Was that a thing in 2001? Look, along with the blonde tips? So, I was I just hit a random playlist that I had built up on YouTube or whatever, and it pulled up some old Our Lady Peace, which I love Our Lady Peace. Mm-hmm. But there's Rain Maida with the with the soul patch. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, and that's, when, and that's when Our Lady Peace started to get really kind of poppy and bad. You so, don't like pop music? I like 80s pop music. Mm-hmm. I um. So the, after the eighties, it's just downhill. No, no Backstreet Boys. No, there's for some you? great '90s stuff. I think that's where I kind of checked out. Is I never got into the boy. My boy band was in KOTB. 
So, oh, wow. Yeah. So if it was New Kids on the Block or New Edition... Um, but you, you did not like NSYNC. You did not like the Backstreet Boys. I feel Boys. like I was too old for that. Even 98 Degrees? <laughs> no, I think because at that time, how old I was, I could see the... I could see that these are all talented, semi-talented individuals. When put together, they make a, a passable group, mm-hmm. and some of them can dance. And the only one that's been super successful post in sync career is Justin Timberlake, and I do like him just fine. It's I think he's, he's an incredible artist. He's talented. Yeah. He's an artist, but I think together, you know, that was a machine. That yeah. was a. I mean, you go through it's formulaic. Bad guy, softy, the one that's not too fit, but not, you Yeah, know, but sometimes, pudgy. especially... The, the older one. But think about it. When you're a kid, or when you're an adult... The boy next door. And you're, you're a little drunk when you're an adult. That's what drunk adults are, essentially. Children. Well, yeah. Like, when you're real drunk, or when you're a small child, you want to eat all the McDonald's that you want. Like, to your heart's desire. Uh-huh. I want a large fry... I want several burgers. I want the twenty-piece nugget. I want the double. I want two apple pies oh, in the little boxes. I want all of that. You know that it's if you're a parent, you're helping out the kid. We can't eat this all the time. You know when you're a drunk adult, I should not stop and do this. Mm-hmm. But it's a formula. They're a global company, and it works. Yeah. And the same thing for boy bands, Emily. I knew. I don't have to like it though. Kids and drunk adults like boy bands. Mm-hmm. I think they do. I mean, if you put on some new kids on the block, I would be very excited. We had the sheets, and we had the action figures, and this, we had the uh, the beach towels mm-hmm. and the windbreaker jackets. Are they? Are you sure they're called action figures, or are they dolls? They were action figures, Joey, sure because they danced. They, so they could articulate, the, you know. Yeah, they had the bendy poppy arms. joints. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't you know? Don't. Barbie dolls do that? They were action figures, okay. Joey. Are you sure? Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'm not going to fight you on that. Moving on. You mentioned the apple pies from McDonald's. Yeah. You. All, I don't mean this in a rude way, but I know sure. there's an age difference here, and I know they did it when I was younger-ish, mm-hmm. but do you remember the original apple pie from McDonald's before they started baking them when it was fried? Yeah, I do. That was, I mean, cue mm. Belinda Carlisle. Yeah, talk is, about heaven on earth. Yeah, what is it with these fast food joints trying to go healthy? Uh, they are trying to stay with the times, but your fast food joint, I want it fried. You know what's never failed me in my life? Milo's. Yeah. I'm so glad that it's here now, but I mean, mm, makes visit, me hungry. visit an original Milo's so you know what it's all about, but the ones here are good. Uh, are good. Now, I wanted to bring something else up with you. Okay, yes. Um... The way it was presented to me annoyed me because I didn't have the stats in front of me initially, but I did find the study. But I first want to ask you before getting to the study. Okay. uh, How many states in this great nation of ours have you visited? Visited? Yeah. How many have you been in enough to go, I kind of know the place? Several? Yeah. Several? Yeah. Anywhere out of the south? That I I know well enough? Yeah. Um, I... mm, no, mostly you're the south. You're stomping no, southeast. I was gonna is say even Texas. Yeah, when Texas. I was in like doing a bunch of stuff in Houston. Yeah, but I mean I can navigate around my aunt Susan's neighborhood on Long Island if that counts. Okay, Long Island is a good example. Mm-hmm. Especially Long Island. Babylon, Long Island. Babylon. Um, there's a study that came out, and they got the information by the 
general uh, survey or something like that. It's a national survey that goes out, and they asked over decades uh, men and women about their uh, opinions of men and women's roles in society. Things like, would you like a or be open to a female president? That would be, do you agree or disagree? Female president be capable. Asked all sorts of questions about men and women's roles in society. Oh. And they compiled all these answers and then kind of looked into like how much women get paid and job opportunities, how early they get married. Uh, or how late how, they or how late they get married. And they surmised out of all this data mm-hmm. that the southeast, Alabama, is real bad on this map is the most sexist state in this great nation. The southeast is the most sexist region, whereas the northeast and the west coast, they're very enlightened. Women wait to get married in those places. But see, you just made a comment Mm -hmm. that people, oh, they wait and wait and wait to get married. It's an interesting thing. And that's what I thought was interesting about the study. I don't really... You know me. It's like, do what you want. Like, if you want to be a stay-at-home dude and the woman brings home the money, cool. Yeah, but you got to be comfortable in your role. Yeah. So, no. you I don't, so you don't get upset by things like that. Sure. I'd, fine. And even in my own life, personally, I think I could take on either role and be happy in it. Depends on where life goes. But, like, to just say a whole region is sexist, and I know they have data to back it up, but... It's interesting to me that the states they called sexist are the places where women either got married early and had kids early or were more likely to quit their job and stay out of the workforce in a a big way after they have children. And they called those the sexist region of the nation. I'm not a fan of broad generalizations, first of all. I don't think that's fair. But they had data. (laughs) Data. Um... But, you know, I think there's, there's, uh, man, anybody is free to do whatever the flip they want. If you want to get married in your, if you found the love of your life, first of all, the whole waiting to get married thing, Mm -hmm. if you take waiting to get married as waiting to find someone that's not a piece of crap and your soulmate, then yeah, I waited to get married because, you know, Eric and I dated for a, uh, a brief time before we were engaged. Most people in my family, by the way, like aunts and uncles, waited till their 30s. Yeah. Yeah. But um, My parents got married at like 22, though. Yeah, and my mom and my dad got married, um, I think she was 19 and he was 21 or something like that, and their marriage lasted nine years and produced three fantastic children, oh, yeah, of which if, I am one. If you're a testament to that, yes. Yeah, indeed. but you know, the thing is, um, first of all, anybody's free to do what they want to do and shouldn't feel like they're going to be judged for it. Second of all, I have seen this work in so many different ways. I've seen moms and dads that work and, you know, one of them goes in earlier and one of them goes in later in the day. So, you know, the one that goes in early will get off work early so they can pick up their child from school. But the one that goes into work late can take the kid to school. You know, sure. you make it work for your situation. Right. I've also seen uh, moms that take their child rearing years, if you will, like after you've had your children and until they, they, they don't work until 
their kids in middle school or starting right. high school. A little more independent. But there's more independence for the child and yeah. stuff. So, you know, and then they reenter the workforce and they're fine and they're happy with that. And they're, you know, I think it's great to have um, a stay at home parent. If you want to bring up data and stuff, you can go back and check out the data where the, the homes that have stay at home, a stay at home parent versus the homes that don't have a stay at home parent. You'll see pretty significant differences in it. But, um, well, and part of the questions they asked in this survey, and this was a survey done over decades, men and women, was things like, do you agree with the statement that it's best for men to go out and work and women to be in the home? Stuff like, attitudes like that. Agree or disagree? And if I was asked that question, I would go, well, it depends on the two people. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, that's kind of my perspective That's why days. I don't like I, those broad generalizations. Yeah, I can't you know? make a general statement about all men and all women because they're so damn different. Like, all women are different. Men are different compared to other men. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to I say hate, that I stuff. hate that stuff, man. But it is interesting that it's the Southeast on, in this study was where a lot of, you know, early marriage and more traditional gender roles and then all around the map... There's a big outlier, southeast, and then Utah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> well, and then that made me think: is it a is it a religious thing? Is it a cultural religious thing? I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Because regardless of if you know, I can only speak for the folks in life that I've interacted with, but the majority of people that I've known throughout my life are either still like pretty good about practicing their religion or they were raised yeah. in a religious household and you've you've got that that's what you've been exposed to and you've heard a lot about it and so it kind of sticks with you and stuff so maybe when you're answering those questions you're more influenced to answer that way whether you're still going to church every Sunday or not see I know a lot of people like that yeah. who, who still believe but don't go all the time yeah and I'll, I mean I struggle with oh, sure. with that does. because you know we have a wedding to pay for. We're paying for it ourselves. Mm. And um, so it's, you know, it's not the cheapest thing in the world. But I get upset or frustrated when Eric says he's going to work extra hours. Mm. Like, and this is a conversation that we had today. And you're here. Oh, hello. So, hello, uh, kind sir. How are you? Yeah, he honestly just walked in. But, you know, he sent me a text about, you know, working extra hours because we need to save money and... Uh, to pay for the wedding and stuff like that. And we do. And we have been. And we had some setbacks this summer with my mom getting sick. And that's something yeah. that none of us could have could have uh, seen coming. And we may be in a different position if that didn't happen. But we didn't. So he talks about working extra hours. And then I, just the, the way I am or have grown up, I feel like since he's going to work extra, then I need to work extra right. too. Because I don't feel that the burden of making our... You know, wedding budget should all be on him just because he's the man. <clears throat> no, so. I think in many ways that traditional mindset of the man earns the money and the woman is the home caretaker, homemaker, caretaker, uh, that I think that is kind of changed. And it's not even like, oh, the, the feminism of the 70s did this. I don't, in the 80s. I think it's more economic reality. Yeah. It's more like it's tough to have one person 
with one job being the main person bringing the money. Sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. and but it's uh, and especially like if you want to talk about the younger generation. And in the study, it's interesting they kind of left out a lot of the younger generation about attitudes about men and women because it has changed. The women are doing pretty well. Like women my age are doing very well yeah. and younger, even more so, like education wise, like advancement in terms of career. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that with my own high school class. I just let me butt in. At yeah. the, my logic with this whole working late is I get paid hourly. She gets salary, so she can work 100 hours a week, and right. she gets the same amount. You get overtime. I get overtime. Nice. So, <clears throat> you know, I work 10 extra hours a week, then that's more money. It's not, it's not, I don't have to go out and get a second job. See, but we're sitting here talking in, like, economic terms. Like, practical <clears throat> economic, what's going to bring in more money? It doesn't, I, in many ways, I've not met many people around our age that are like, the man brings home the bacon and the woman stays home. No. I don't think I've ever run into that with somebody my age. And on the flip side of that, I, I don't know anyone off the top of my head, going back to the millennial thing, I don't know anybody that says, hey, the world owes me this. Give me what I'm owed. I don't know anybody like that. Uh, I got a, a worker's permit filled out and approved the last day I was 14 years old and had lined up a job to start working the the minute I turned 15 and I've worked every day of my life since very strong work ethic in our family that's how we were raised no one's going to take care of you but you right so I don't know if I've just in life have surrounded myself with like-minded people or it's possible. Or if I just don't know where these millennials are. There's... Well, there are apparently some men out there buying the clip-on man buns. Well, there's a market for everyone. Clip-on man buns? Yeah, it's yeah. really pissing me off, Eric. He got fired up. I spent three years. Three years? Through a year of an awkward phase, giving myself the option to wear a real man bun if I so please. I don't often do it. I've got a messy like bun that's it's essentially it a ponytail. It can give you a headache if you're Yeah, your but the, uh, the high and tight bun? Yeah. I could do that, but apparently there are some millennial bastards out there, men, who are, <laughs> you know, with their cute little, you know, preppy haircut and pulling it up and then putting on a clip-on man bun. Stealing my thunder. Joey has worked for it's this hair? fake. I mean that picture downstairs. You've seen it on the wall downstairs. You, if you, if the name was hidden on that, you would be like, "Who is that guy?" Yeah. So there's some element out there, millennials who don't want to work for it. Right. Let this kid in here. Yeah, he let yeah. this kid in here. Yeah. But he's he's worked for it. <laughs> anyway, we need to hit a break, and before we do, I want to tell folks about my good friend Eddie Bader. With oh, the he's Goodson so group. cool. Well, because Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, he's Eddie, but he's also with Bo Goodson and the Goodson Group. There's a whole team. And if you do call Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, 322-0662, he is working. Kind of, I love it when there's synergy between multiple sponsors, multiple advertisers. So he would probably help you out if you don't have somebody for a mortgage with Morris Capilano. They're all working together. And there are a lot of reasons you would want to buy a home or sell a home. In particular, if you're looking to buy a home, have a little extra money, real estate is a great investment. Turn it into real estate 
rental properties. Mm -hmm. And that's what Eddie did with his own life. It's a great idea. And if you don't want to go through the hassle of having to manage a rental property, that's why Eddie Bader is with the Goodson Group. The Goodson Group can help manage that property for you. It's just win-win all around. And if you're a potential first-time home buyer like myself, don't be shy. Eddie's a great guy. If you give him a call at 322-0662, he'll walk you through the process. He'll hook you up with mortgage folks like Morris Capuana, and he'll explain everything you need to know as you enter into this process. And then there's the fun part of going to look at homes all over the river region, even like lake pontoon boat tours. And if you need to sell a home, I know there's a lot of turnover in this area with military members. Give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. Again, that number, 322-0662. Listen to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I love it when I have couples on. It it gives me hope that I won't always be a miserable bachelor. (laughs) Joey Clark. being a little behind there, folks. But if you haven't already, check out the Joey Clark Radio Hour page on the Book of Faces on Facebook. Or just, you know, check out my personal Facebook page. Bobbing my head around. Got one of those, like, video profiles. Also, check out Emily's Facebook page. Oh, yeah. I'm on on the Facebook. Mm-hmm been there for a hot you can always subscribe on soundcloud to the joey clark radio hour i'll sing it daryl so good it's so good he's on the wedding playlist or they're on the wedding playlist oh really so you've been working on the playlist oh yeah of course of course joey i can't have bad music at our wedding right i won't be allowed to re-enter the building that's the way it's done they'll take my desk away from me it's just, uh, I got a little aggravated earlier. I think because of the uh, the sexism talk on, it was Dan actually brought it up. It was a news report on CBS. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the most sexist area of the country is the Southeast. <laughs> That's on the CBS newsroom? Yeah. Okay. And it just was like, and they didn't even cite the study. I had to find the study myself. It was just a study says. And it was like, God, this is so annoying to me. Because I consider on this particular issue, consider myself fairly enlightened i mean i'm not a male feminist which by the way i saw like i like i'm a guy who understands reasonable feminists like there's some libertarian feminists out there i'm like cool like they want freedom for everybody yay that's awesome they've taught me things like my mom couldn't get a credit card like all right I'm glad we've had some changes yeah but like the guys i saw this great comedy video of like there's something all male, like self-proclaimed male feminists are hiding. <laughs> There's something going on there where it's like, why are you so adamant about this particular movement and ideology? And you're a dude. Something weird about that. Yeah. What's what's the male equivalent of a feminist? Um, they're men's rights activists. And we don't have a cool name like masculinist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think traditionally it's just men. <laughs> like, there's a lot of the history. I don't buy the feminist history completely. But there is, like, throughout history, you look at all sorts of different cultures, mostly dominated by men. And there's not really a good reason for it. Like, people have tried to come up, feminists have tried to come up with explanations. Other people have. It's like, well, it's kind of how it's worked out. Like, 
and not in a just way necessarily. Men just tend to rise to like heads of state. I saw one theory that uh, they using genetic studies. There is a certain time period where so the particular group of men killed so many other men and set their sons up and they had multiple sons from multiple women and set their sons up in such positions of political power that like the gene pool was whittled down like we're all descendants of this like one set of guys we're this that dominant and you realize that about like human history and you're making the face like Emily's making right now it's like ew Mm-hmm. Like, we're all descended of these, like, warlords, these bloodthirsty warlords. Like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the male feminists are hiding something. I mean, I played along with some of the sex-positive feminists, but it wasn't really the feminist thing. It's like, sex positivity, yeah! I don't know what that means, but I'm on board! Yay! Let's talk about that stuff. Anyway... Should we go to the phones? It's like Greg's risky click of the day. Yeah, let's try it. News talk, you're on there. Who's this? This is Chris. Hey, Chris, what's up, man? Hey, Emily, uh, Joy, uh, is that Beyonce there as well? Sure yes. is. Well, I'm glad to hear you. Uh, I recently saw, uh, Emily, that y'all got you an old uh, record player, correct? Uh, we did, yes. Well, good. I can give you all those Eagle albums that you've been wanting to listen to. Oh, no, that's okay, <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. You just call up here to remember. <laughs> anyway, considering that, uh, uh, whenever y'all want to get together sometime or meet in, in public sometime, I've got all those Irish albums that I talked to uh, you, er, er, Eric, er, earlier in the past, uh, one time before, but I've got y'all a bunch of albums to, to give to you. They're like, it's Irish music? Yes, yes, sir. Oh, wow. LP cool. Irish uh, uh the three top groups that uh, are well-known from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Okay, how about you shoot me an email, Chris? Um, it's emily at bluewaterbroadcasting.com, and we can we can coordinate something, okay? Actually, uh, I'm friends with you on Facebook. I've sent you some okay. uh, private messages. Just look on there and go back through your history. Yeah, just slide into her DMs. Yeah, I've got a lot of messages, but I'll do my best. There's I a lot of activity on that Facebook page. But yeah, I've got quite a bit of albums, and and one of my favorite ones that I enjoy was actually the one I got for y'all was a better shape, and I was almost tempted to keep that one instead, but I said no, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Well, thank you. It's very thoughtful and yeah, kind. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Kind. And speaking of man buns, since uh, Joy had got perturbed about that, uh, yeah, just a bit. Yeah, uh, have y'all seen the pictures of uh, oh? Toshiro Mifune, you know, uh, the old Japanese actor. No, I've not seen pictures of him lately. Well, he, 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 that's one to look up, you know, for a, a reference of a man bun. Now, he, he can rot one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Japanese have been doing it for a while. Talk about men who earned it. Supposed to millennials these days, <laughs> clipping on stupid fake hair. And what I found surprising, and I'd watched some of his old movies that he did, and years later I learned that uh, George Lucas actually considered him to be the first role uh, for uh, Darth Vader. Oh, really? Interesting. I think he's uh, he's also got his own uh, uh, star in ho- uh, on the Hollywood uh, Walk. Uh, his own uh, Hollywood star. Again, well earned. But Chris, I appreciate the call, man. All right, y'all have a good afternoon. You too. Does it feel like afternoon right now? It feels like evening. No, it feels like tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it. I should have... 
Chris should not feel bad about the message sitting in like purgatory. Mm. Yeah. I just it's one of those memories. I sat in like friend request purgatory for like two months. With Emily here? With Emily. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've I've done that to people and I've had it done to me. It's honestly it's <sighs> just out with it. There's I have a bunch of I have what like about Four hundred friend requests I've not accepted because I go through them and I'm like I don't. I just got to the point I was like I don't know any of these people like yeah you know and and I want to share things about my life oh, with personal things. with yeah. with everybody that tunes in but there I I still want control over what I share and what's out there you know what right, I mean right so I'm trying to find that happy balance of. You, you know stuff like that, and I hadn't, I had not met you yet. I know. So, had I known that we, you we were going like, to be the love of my life, like well, of course, six I would have friends in it. common though. It doesn't matter. I've got friend requests from people that have 157 well, friends. At least in you didn't like meet them on Tinder or something. Well, no. Bless it. Goodness. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. News talk. You're on the air. Hey, this is William B. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Hey, man. Oh man, just I just wondered if those uh, clip-on man buns come in gray. <laughs> they probably do, sir. They probably do. And with your epic beard, I think that would actually—I might give you a pass for putting on the fake one. <laughs> actually, uh, uh, it's it, it's not really all gray. It's just like, well, it's it's platinum platinum blonde highlights. Actually, oh. it's, yeah. it's <laughs> but it's all natural. Oh. Now, I just I just had to rag you a little bit about the about the clip on man bun. You were so it fired drives, up. About it. it drives me nuts, man. Yeah, I know. It, I, I saw that on there, and I'm like, God, how stupid is that? But anyway, <laughs> I just I just had to ask you, Pick Emin Gray. You know, I always got to ask something stupid. But you know, but I uh, love you for it. <laughs> hey, man, I, I I love your show. I'm on my way to postcard like Millbrook, Alabama, to take a shower and relax. Now I tell you, I'm, well, I've had a long day. Enjoy yourself. I'm oh. about to head home myself. Yeah, you've had a long day too. Indeed. <laughs> All right, I have good. you, Dad Gummit. Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes, sorry, Emily. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I left you out. And fiance, I have no idea what kind of day you've had. So you know. Uh, maybe you've had a long day, too. I don't well, know. Well, William, I wake up with Emily, so... Everybody's <laughs> had a long day. We're all tired and cranky. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> I, I'll just... I'll just go to I'll just go to Jackson, Georgia, and snicker at the water tower. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, bless it. Uh, oh jeez. All right, see you later, man. He's he's a hoot, man. Oh uh, yeah, it's just days like this where I'm I am a little tired. I, it gets to you, man. Well, I honestly think that if I wasn't in radio, I would have quit Facebook by now. And I'm still thinking Same. about it. Same. Still thinking about it. Same. Like. What value is it really to me? I like it. I like it for its original purpose. Like connecting with actual friends? Well, your friends and your family, because I have family all over the place. And, you know, it's it's easy for me to keep up with what my cousin in Virginia is doing and my yeah. cousin in New York, my two cousins in New York, my Aunt Susan and my cousin that lives in Philly now. And whenever my cousin Grant 
My cousin Grant goes through these phases where he deactivates his account, and then, you know, like three weeks later, he decides, oh, no, I'm okay with Facebook oh, again, God. then he comes back on. One of those. But I just, I wish, I wish, you know, I feel like an uh, old lady Hayes now, and I'm like, I remember the good old days mm. when it was just you and your friends. I see those old statuses that pop up on the, um, on this day yeah. thing. Have you gone way, way back, though? It shows up. Like, I, I scroll all the way down and see stuff from nine and ten years ago, which is when wow. I joined Facebook. And I'm like, ooh, somebody shut this kid up. Like, the stuff that I was posting, I would tell you if I was going to get some waffle fries. It's, like, it was bad. She has a, a memory every day. Wow. Near about. It's every time I've sat next to her and she starts scrolling through that stuff, it's every time there's there's a memory every day. You have to understand when I when I when I got Facebook, I still I had two different MySpace. Yeah, I was about to accounts. say, did you have MySpace? Yeah, I had a, a radio MySpace account and then I had my personal MySpace account, and um, and I remember when the only time I ever checked my MySpace is whenever I went to go visit my mom because she had internet and we didn't have internet at our apartment in South Carolina. So just whenever I was over there, I'd be like, oh. It's going to be one of these generations, and I have a feeling it's going to come out where it will, even stuff you deleted, um, people will be able to retrieve it. We're going to be one of the first kind of generations where you can literally go back and collect a whole dossier on yourself. I'm really hoping that I'm never important enough for anyone to go back and... You don't want to face your past? No, I, sometimes I see it on the uh, on the old oh, there's part of me memories that, thing that's that, scared of it. Mm-hmm. But then, because of that, because I'm scared, like, well, let's do it. Let's see <laughs> what this whole messy process of growing up has been for all the world to see. Well, the timestamps get me. Like when you go yeah. back six, seven years, <laughs> it's like it's eight o'clock at night. Getting ready for trivia. 9.45. Oh, my God, we want trivia. Shots. <laughs> like, 12.45. We found a karaoke bar. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, wow. You shared a lot. I did. That surprises me. Did I share it a lot? Oh, yeah. I'm right. so, so surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, I held back, don't I? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I look back at my younger self and it's like, man, you're such an idiot. Mm. Oh, yeah. so badly. Oh, yeah. Like, not anything where I think I'm going to get, like, fired or, like, you know, somebody's going to dox me and be like, oh, look, you know, look at what he said. I don't think I had, if I did anything like that, I'm going to be like, I was younger. Get over it. Yeah, like, I look at it and I see a picture pop up of when someone bought me a shot of Maker's Mark, but I was drinking champagne and we had been partying all day and I thought it was a good idea to <laughs> drop the Drop the shot of Makers into the champagne oh, in the style of a Jaeger bomb. That's a terrible idea. Oh, God, yeah, it was a terrible idea, but we had brunched for like seven hours. Oh. So, I mean, it was a really rookie move on my 25-year-old self. Oh, but 25, yeah. I know, right? You're making that face like, come on, Emily, but it was just, it was, you know, when you're... Uh, it's a whole long story. 25 but was really miserable. 25, Joe. I lived off of Taco Bell $5 boxes and the $5 hot and ready's from, from uh, I was Little putting, Caesars. Uh, I was on the weekends when I was 25. I was here. I was here. It was about four years ago. It was like 32. I was a very five. unhappy camper. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the weekends were like, I'm wearing my robe all weekend. I'm putting Jameson in my coffee. See, you and I were kind of the same, mm-hmm. but different. And I was, you know, I had a stretch of my 20s where I was terribly unhappy and unfulfilled. And I filled that with going out 
all the time. I had <laughs> our <laughs> this will be fun for you to find out, Eric. Um, our wedding day of coordinator, mm-hmm. Laura. Yeah. She and I were roommates. Oh no. Um, and one after one particularly long weekend where I'd been like just locked in my room all day she walked past it and I think she heard me rumbling around and she was like oh my god it smells like Bourbon Street every time I walk by your bedroom oh my and I was just like uh, uh, there's one guy I live with one guy I live with where I swear to like did you cook in there (laughs) is that curry what is your deal, dude? I just think it was the whiskey oozing out of my pores. Oh, that's beautiful. It just smelled like a stale ashtray. It's like you're, you're writing a poem right now. <laughs> I guess I had the, the whereabouts to delete any ill posts. Or you just not make them in the first place? Yeah, well, I, I've been through some stuff where I said some things. That, yeah. But, like, you know, months would pass by and I'd be like, oh, that's, that. I don't need to leave that there. I've done that. He's, I've deleted some he's things. He's good about... Um, he has way better self-control than I do. See, but a lot of the stuff I said, like, a few... Like, even, like, the day I was sick. Where it was like, everybody sucks. Politics sucks. Like, I was being really cranky and uncharitable. I think I said something like the shared American values, like dishonesty, hypocrisy. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fussy Joey. And I was being fussy, but also when I look at it, I'm like, I'm still a little right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not the most charitable way to put things, and people are good people when you sit down and you talk to them. But wouldn't you read some more online political posts and how people talk to one another? I'm like, yeah, I'm still kind of right. Ooh, I almost got wrapped up in something today, and then I was like, nope, put it down. Yeah. Oh, and it'll suck you back in on occasion. Well, you know, it's from a musician friend of mine. It's like rage. Yeah. Especially when it's a friend. It's like, I thought thought we were good. Reed was talking about Paola, and he was citing Cardi B and somebody who claims to be the king of New York. I don't know. I I don't pay attention. But I just, you know, was scrolling through, and I saw the word Paola, and I was like, what is this? What is this about? Who's been accused of Paola? And I go and look at it, and I'm like, "Mm." hmm. You guys, you know that, you know, if you... If a record uh, if a record company buys airtime and there's a disclaimer with it, I mean yeah, that's allowed. That's allowed. Just like the that's jocks can't be paid personally. Yeah, it's like nobody's coming to the jock and writing them a check for X amount of dollars and they're spinning their. Plus, record. what's wrong with that? Uh, there's a lot wrong with it, but what's wrong with that? I'm just saying. I was I was I saw it and oh man, my thumbs just started going. Yeah. And I was like, Quickly, quickly, quickly. That's how I was with the man bun poster. I was like, Payola and Plugola and Elliot Spitzer and Booza. And And Elliot Spitzer? Yeah, so I shook my phone. It says undo typing. I said, delete. Oh my. So, oh, that's a good strategy. Just type it up, but don't post it. Yeah, but the thing about that, because I've done that with text messages before when I've been mad at people, Mm -hmm. is that. Did I see the little bubble? Well, that you are in the middle of writing? Not always that, but I'll go. Like, when I see them the next time, sometimes I forget that I didn't send it, mm-hmm. and I'm defensive. Oh. I'm, I'm ready for them to be upset with me about something, and it's just like, hey, sister, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh, so you, it's a little secret. It's like, I never, it, well, but I've heard it's a good exercise to, like, write something oh, down, yeah. write My a letter to the My therapist when I was younger told me to do that. <laughs> 
You see, I've never <laughs> write had a, a letter. Never had a therapist. Scream into a pillow. I wonder if I should have a therapist. I've never had a therapist. Everyone I, needs a therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always feel like after after I've come on this show, I always feel like I've been in some sort of therapy. Yeah, but even therapists need therapists, so I probably well, need one. Um, There's a lot of crap I'm dealing good, with up here in this noggin. Good hairstylists are really good therapists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not good with that. I'm the type who kind of just like. Do you just sit there and not talk? I'll talk, yeah. but I don't like love to make conversation. <clears throat> like, do your job. Oh no, we. I, I mean, I don't I say want to, we. I don't say that, but it's more like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be nice. I mean, like, but I don't want to just sit there and be a chatty Joey. No. I, mean, I think that you're that you almost said your therapist. I think that your hairstylist knows that too, because I'm sure they don't always want to talk. Yeah, they. they it's like you are, do with many people a day, right? But like when when we go to see Ashley, we catch up with Ashley, and if you're not there, Ashley and I will gossip about things that we would not talk about in front of you. And then there's also the quiet times. Wait, that's still loud, even in a close relationship. Wait, you're saying that people should be able to have certain spaces in life with certain friends where they can air things out and, yeah and you don't have to share everything with one another no well you know it's like i try not to watch project runway when eric's home because i know he doesn't care for that Wait. but then sometimes he's very sweet and kind and lets me finish an episode if he's come home for work and then lets me do a follow-up episode which <laughs> happened last night but um i couldn't watch that oh it's so good i could not but you know i just i have the little things that i like to do that i mean i'm 33 years old i have my routine of being an adult the things that i like to do the things that i like to watch things i like to hear and i don't want to speak for you because you're sitting right there but he does too he has friends he wants to see and things he wants to do and stuff he wants to tinker on he doesn't always have to be right beside me we, but man it's great when we are together you're saying we don't have to love everything like no. all the same things no it's it's great because we we do have a lot of interests that we find we have in common but we have a lot of stuff that we don't and so it's it's great it because works out. it works out it balances yeah yeah no to close out the show Serious business. Okay. Last week, when I somewhat jokingly commissioned you to create a paddle, mm-hmm. I want to make it actually happen. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Do I need to purchase the wood? No. Because I will. Because we, folks, you know him as 84, but Clay Southernwood Sharp deserves a paddle so he can be the true enforcer that he is. Oh, my lens. Yeah. I think it, it will look good I, on him. I have... I have just enough scraps that I can I can Southern wood abides. Southern wood abides. Yep. Yeah. Maybe get like a little uh, hole in the handle so mm-hmm. he can strap it. Yeah. To his little you know can thread to it. his jorts. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, so you is... see him walking like climbing out of Big Bertha yeah. in his jorts with that dang old paddle. Good lord. Saying Southern wood abides. Y'all just no. We're trying to help a friend. Help him with why does he need a paddle? Because he's an enforcer. Sometimes uh, what? people his own house. A man's own house is a man's own house. And when people break the rules and don't abide, he will. Whatever. You know Rowena Rowena owns that house. He runs that house. Hashtag Team Lauren. <laughs> Who do you think the paddle's really for? You've been listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Emily and Eric have been hanging out. I'll be back tomorrow night with, hopefully, Southern Wood.
Joey Clark. 